0: Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light.
1: Make sure you get your all-access pass to the online Summer Prophecy Conference to take place July 30th through August the 7th. The online conference is on demand. That means that you can watch when you want, where you want, and as often as you want between July 30th and August the 7th. Get your all-access pass and learn from Billy Crone. Todd Friel, Bill Federer, Greg Patton, Bob Cornuke, Larry Spargimino, Michael Smith, Rabbi Kurt Schneider, Dr. Kenneth Hill, and James Collins hours and hours of prophecy teaching that you don't want to miss the summer prophecy conference online and on-demand get your all-access pass today visit swrc.com that's swrc.com and click on conferences you can also register by calling 1-800-652-1144 that's 1-800-652-1144
0: Here is the headline, Men Demand Reparations from Women Due to Eve Eating the Apple. Perhaps you are familiar with the Babylon Bee, famous for satire. Since this is attributed to the bee, we will assume this is a made-up story. But imagine The men of the world are demanding reparations from the women of the world after realizing all their problems stem from Eve taking a bite of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil over 5,999 years ago. Eve, the ancestor of all women, ruined everything for us, said Carl McGinnis of Provo, Utah at a press conference Friday. We demand payment for the sin and death that rained down upon the human race after the first woman went ahead and took a bite of the forbidden fruit. This is merely leveling the playing field from all the inequity that women have caused through their ancestor less than 6,000 years ago. After calculating the damages stemming from Eve's bite out of the fruit, Men have determined that they are owed some $593 quadrillion. One, two, three, four, 15 zeros after the 593. As they realize this will take some time to pay back, they've stated they're graciously willing to take payment in the form of sandwiches for the time being. At publishing time, men had withdrawn their requests since women pointed out that if Adam had been there to lead his wife as the head of the household, Satan probably would not have been able to trick her. (laughs) The end of the article. It is hard to imagine that this was presented seriously considering the Babylon Bee. It's an interesting thought indeed, though to think that whoever put the report together sold us fellows short by settling for only sandwiches. But be that as it may, in another of these podcasts, we referenced Eve and Adam and the taking of the fruit and the consequences. There seems to be little question that Satan, the serpent, got to Eve in an unguarded moment when Adam was not there. He appealed to her fleshly nature and won a major battle. Fortunately, Bible prophecy gives the whole story and assures us that at the end, Satan is the loser. However long it will be until then, we have to live with the consequences, reparations or no. In fairness to Adam, I think it's safe to say he wasn't at Eve's side every moment of every day. Their responsibility was to care for the garden. Since it was pre-sin... Their workload was not heavy, but enough to keep them occupied, enough to not get bored. When you add to that, they met daily with God in fellowship. Imagine every day, face to face with the Lord Jesus before his incarnation 2,000 years ago. It might also be safe to assume that Adam and Eve were not in proximity to each other when the crafty serpent made his overtures to Eve. While we're making assumptions, note that statement, making assumptions. Since the Bible is silent here, the serpent might not have been a stranger to Adam and Eve. Quite possibly they knew him and might have interacted with him, and over a period of time had come to not see him as the enemy he really was. How else could he have suddenly come up to her made his proposition to her without her feeling the need to run for the hills. It may have been something that continued over a period of time until he finally got through her defenses to be seen as friendly and thereby caused the fall. If you and I are honest, we are no different. We know something is wrong. You fill in the blank about what? Every time we think of it, it becomes a little less of a major issue. Every time we think about it, it seems more desirable until we ultimately give in. That is the way sin works. So, at the bottom line, it comes down to not blaming Adam for not being there to give her the proper guidance. It comes down to the reality that each one of us would most likely have done the same thing. Now, to bring things back to pointing to our own noses, what did you do today that you knew better than to do? Mm, What about me? We can't go a single day without sinning in some way because, thanks to Adam and Eve, we are sinners by nature. As for reparations, don't hold your breath. Sandwiches might be as good as we can hope for. If you already have a loved wife, she probably makes them for you every day. And so the point of all of this... There is a future day coming that will see the end of sin, the final moment Satan has his last hook in our flesh. When the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ arise first, then we who are alive on planet Earth join them, and for the rest of eternity, sin has no more dominion over us. Finally, The first sin in human history will be negated. Eve will be enjoying a glorified body along with the rest of us who have trusted Jesus as Savior. That includes you, if you have trusted him to forgive your sins. Can you imagine what it would be like to, for the first time in our lives, not feel the burden and guilt of our sins and to see Jesus face to face It could happen before your next meal. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin.